The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good evening. Welcome, welcome. Jim, I'm wondering if we could put the volume down just a little bit. I'm speaking as quietly as I can. Maybe it needs to go up just a tiny bit here. Makes me feel bad making you... Can go up just a tiny bit more? <laughs> just, is that possible? Yeah, there we go. This feels better. Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to be yelling at you guys, and uh, but I don't want you guys to have to strain either. So, So welcome and good evening. So I wanted to continue on a theme that I started last week. So last week I started to talk about this idea. I introduced these um, five qualities of endeavoring, of five things, that the qualities to bring together if you want to do something. Something that the Buddha talked about is a support for anything we want to do. Of course, he's teaching about spiritual practice, but it's something that we could do for whatever. I'll just list these five. I already gave a whole talk on them, but I just want to kind of like add a little bit on this. So these five factors of endeavoring, we can say. First one is confidence. Second one is vitality. Third one is integrity. Fourth one is energy. And the fifth one is wisdom. So this is that's talking about like how to like to gather up certain qualities so that we can do something or go in a particular direction, accomplish something. But now I'd like to maybe add on that, but also introduce something else, and that is where are we going? What are we doing? Like which direction or what are we oriented towards? When I talked about it last week, it was just, you know, whatever you want to do, and this is true, you can apply those five qualities to whatever you want to do, but maybe it's worthwhile considering what is it we want to do? What direction do we want our life to take? What direction do we want our anything about us to take? And so there's this way that it can be enormously helpful to just even ask ourselves, because sometimes we don't ask ourselves, and it can be so powerful, what is our deepest aspiration? In my mind, an aspiration is a little bit different than a goal. A goal is maybe more immediate and, and uh, tangible. I want to be able to lift X amount of pounds, walk a certain amount of distance, knit a certain way, or you know something like this. Whereas an aspiration is, in my mind at least, is a little bit more um, grand, it's a little bit more heartfelt. What is it? What is our deepest aspiration? Maybe as I'm talking now, you can just ask yourself, what are you most inspired by? What, what makes your heart sing? And the place, this direction you'd like to go. Because there's a way in which when we're aligning with an aspiration that we have, the way that we are being consistent with an aspiration that we have, 
there's a sense of openness or a sense of ease. Like, yeah, this may not be comfortable exactly at this moment, but I know that what I'm doing is going in the direction I want to go. Just uh, recently I, I sat a retreat and um, after the retreat a number of us were talking and um, I just found myself saying there's about there's something so powerful about being on retreat even if it's a horrible retreat and that you're in physical pain, emotional distress right? and these things happen on retreat too, right? It's not all bliss and fun sometimes it is but sometimes it isn't but I said, there's just something about, you know, being aligned with what's the most important to you, to me, that just feels good, even if the retreat is hard. And I hadn't really kind of like put that together in such a clear way that this is, there's something beautiful that happens just being on retreat. So this is for me. One of my aspirations is to you know, be cultivating my meditation practice and yeah, I'll just say that. doesn't mean that you all have to have the same aspiration either. But I'm just pointing to that there's this sense of openness or ease or maybe even a little bit of relaxation when you have this sense of what I'm doing is aligned with my deepest values, what I really want from my life, from this life. And with this alignment and this ease, there's this way and there can be some power to that. Power meaning uh, it's like a, a movement of force or something like this. Many years ago, I had this uh, quote uh, in my kitchen so next to the where I would do the, doing the dishes that's so that I would see it uh, regularly. And it, I put it there when I was in the midst of having to do something that was really hard and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so that was like really hard and, it's, and it was something that took me many months to do and I didn't, just didn't want to do it. And, um, I could, and here's like a different translation. I couldn't find the exact translation of the one that I had uh, up there uh, on my, next to my kitchen. You would think I would have it memorized having seen it however many times. But it's by um, Goethe. He's a German poet, I guess we could say, and writer. And he says, um, in this quote, he says, The moment one commits oneself, providence moves too. I don't really know what providence is, but just this idea that, okay, I'm going to go this direction, I'm going to do this. There's a way in which, not always, and it's not always obvious, but there's a way that things can help us along if it's really aligned with our deepest desires or aspiration. And then this quote continues, Goethe writes, whatever you dream you can do, begin it. This boldness has power, magic, and grace in it. Begin it now. One way that I think about this idea that um, this providence moves to is that sometimes we feel like, oh my gosh, I see all these things that have to happen in order to have what really is my aspiration, what really inspires me, my really goal, and I don't think I can do that. 
But here's what we're not considering. This beautiful thing called like impermanence. The version of ourselves that's going to get to that step is going to be the one that just completed the step before. Which is going to be the one that just completed the step before. So we are changing as we're moving along this path towards something we want to do. So maybe when we're way back here, like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can do that. But when we're right here, it's the next thing. Like, oh, okay, I can do that. It's this, this way that we want to project the current version of ourselves into the future and say, well, this current version, it's going to be hard to do that. But the current version isn't going to be the one that's going to do it. It's going to be the one who finished or completed or found a way through other things. And I remind myself of this whenever I have something big that I have to do. Like, okay, well, future Diana can take care of that. I'm just going to do this one little step here, that the next thing that needs to be done. And so maybe I'll just say the obvious, that often just because we're busy and we are surrounded by a I mean, we kind of built this society that uh, likes to distract us from anything that's uncomfortable, right? We carry these gizmos in our pockets that's designed to distract us. And just because of that, it's often that we don't touch into what is our aspiration. We're just busy taking care of, you know, the next thing, maybe the next thing that feels urgent and important, but really maybe isn't aligned with what's the deepest wish or the deepest desires that we have. So it's worthwhile to really spend some time and think about it. And I'll talk about this in a little bit more in the in a moment here, but because there's a way in which we can I don't know, we can feel like I know I get lost in this too, just taking care of like the to-do list and that just feels like life is just one big long to-do list. We don't want that kind of a life. We can have a bigger life, a better life. But it does require us to pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on inside of us and what's how we're spending our life energy. So some aspirations might be something like there's this deep uh, in wish in our hearts for happiness, for our well-being and ease. And maybe that wish for happiness and well-being ease, it's not only for ourselves, but for others. And maybe there's this wish, really wish for the, be able to make the world or the our community or family members or others that we're in contact with to just have a little bit more ease, a little bit more happiness, a little bit more peace, well-being. Just imagine what the world would be like if everybody had just a little bit more peace, ease, and well-being. I, don't know, I feel inspired by this. So maybe that's one thing that inspires us, but maybe it's something more about service, more directly about service. There's it's such a beautiful thing to just be supporting others and to help them find what's important to them, or maybe they do know and to help them reach it. And to have, you know, to show up with compassion when people have difficulties or 
or to support others rather than having it to be about, oh, it's all about me, but instead to feel like, let me, let me help out. And there's a way which helping and supporting others, I don't know, feeds us, nourishes us too. I certainly had that experience when I was, um, and I, I didn't do this for a long time, but I was a chaplain up at uh, San Francisco General. And there was something that, uh, it'd be quite something to just meet these patients, some of them really, really sick. Some of them, you know, to be in the hospital was a step up in their living conditions. And um, just to be able to meet them where they were, just kind of, it was a beautiful thing to be able to do. But it's not so easy. (laughs) You don't need me to tell you this. We have these aspirations, these things we want to do. Yes, I'm going to do this. But to consistently orient our life, our activities, the way we spend our resources, our energy, towards that, towards our aspirations, is not easy. If it were easy, you would already be doing it. So I appreciate very much that the Buddha, he talked some more about this idea. Like, what are some supports for this? Some ways to help us go towards our aspirations. And there's this, he talked about this uh, quality of steadfastness, or I might say persistence, or this stick or maybe this tenacity or determination or resolve or resolution, something like this, is a quality that's needed because it's not always easy. It's not always easy. Of course, we like things to happen quickly. Things don't necessarily happen quickly. We like to take the path of least resistance, but maybe following our aspirations is not the path of least resistance. So it doesn't mean that we're failing, that it because it's hard doesn't mean that we're bad humans or we're failing or anything like that. It's hard because I don't I, it's just because. <laughs> it's just the way that it is. We could talk about it and philosophize about it, but you know, it's just not easy all the time. Sometimes it is. I talked about being like aligned. There's this openness when you're aligned. Sometimes it's beautiful, and sometimes it's difficult. That's how it is. And you don't need me to tell you this either. Everybody knows this. If any time you've ever wanted to uh, achieve anything or gain anything, there's been difficulties. So this word, this uh, persistence or perseverance or tenacity, determination, the Pali word is aditana. And one person described it, and I kind of like this, as this gentle but persistent wind that's like blowing on at your back. This is kind of like helping you go a particular direction. This idea of like, okay, I'm going to go this direction. And for some people, I'll just say that actually this kind of like persistence or perseverance is not uh, a difficulty for them. For them, that's the way that they are. They have a goal and they're just kind of like, have a certain doggedness and are just make it happen. And if you're one of those people, then maybe where the difficulty is, it's different than some other people with a stick 
Maybe the difficulty is not to like push this practice or push whatever it is you're doing to drudgery. I have to do this and just do it and then your life gets filled like drudgery. Nobody wants that. Or if you're one of those people that stick to itness is easy and that's the way that you move through the world, maybe there's the edge for you is to be able to do that and not alienate others or dismiss others or there can be a way it's like get out of my way I have to do this I don't care what you're doing right now I have to do this so right everybody whether this idea of persistence or perseverance determination comes easily or not there's a way in which we can practice with it that it can help us with our aspirations and uh, SN Goenka some of you may know is a uh, teacher in the insight tradition and uh, he says and maybe I've all heard this I know I've heard this before too it's something kind of just uh, it's not unique to him but this idea that well we could say for um, in particular maybe with a spiritual practice but any other thing that you want to do you can dig ten wells one foot deep but you're not likely to find water But maybe there's one well that's 10 feet deep that you can find water. So this recognition of just staying there, staying there. And it's this, that's kind of like this power of Aditana. It's like, okay, I'm just going to stay here. And I made this resolve. This is really what's important to me. And I'm going to hang in there, even though right now it's uncomfortable even though right now I don't want to do it. But to find a way to do it, but not a way that is um, where we're tied up into knots, not without a way then which we're like uh, beating ourselves up, like you're going to be a bad person if you don't do it, or you are a bad person because you don't want to do it, or something like this. But instead, this like peaceful perseverance, like, okay, yes, this is what needs to be done. This is what I'm going to do. And we kind of like bow, like, yes, I recognize you don't want to do it. We're going to do it anyway. And I'm saying this for myself, too, because, you know, I, sometimes I find myself, oh, I have to do things. <laughs> I find myself, you know, putting them off or something like this. But recently I had to do something that was rather uncomfortable, and it's so silly, but it turned out it worked. Just like, I just said out loud, okay, I can do hard things, and I'm going to do this. And there was just this little tiny pep talk. It wasn't a way like, Diana, you're going to be such a loser if you don't do it. Right? That doesn't work. I've tried that. It doesn't work. <laughs> Instead, like, okay, I can do hard things. I'm going to do this. And it was hard, and I did it. So it's a way in which we can stop uh, maybe always insisting that we're comfortable all the time. I like to be comfortable. I think all of us do, but there's this way in which um, kind of like society really promotes like comfort for at the exclusion of everything else, you know, never to feel uncomfortable. It's okay to feel discomfort. It's just discomfort. 
doesn't mean anything about the way the universe is made, whether it's a just world or not. It doesn't mean about whether we're good people or not. It's just discomfort. It arises, it passes away. And I wish for all of you that it doesn't stay around for a long time, but we don't get to control those things. Because there's this way in which if we do apply this perseverance or persistence, this aditana, it adds like this richness to our life, this level of fulfillment or satisfaction. Like, yeah, I, I, I really tried. Maybe I didn't get what I wanted. Maybe I did. But I really did try. And there's this way in which so often we can be holding back and feeling like, well, I don't even really want to try because the fear of not achieving or attaining, acquiring, the fear of that, of, of not doing that, often prevents us from even starting. if we're able to begin again and again and again and again, just begin again and again and again, there's this way that it does, it brings a certain, I don't know, satisfaction to your life. When I had to do that difficult thing and I did it, there was a little bit of uplift, like, oh, look at that. (laughs) I did it, you know. I really didn't want to. I wasn't quite sure that I could, but I did it, so... And there's, you know, we need to fill our, fill our lives with these types of things. There's so much stuff that's kind of like our energy is draining out. And this is something that kind of like gives us a little bit of confidence, a little bit of boost to do something that's difficult. It doesn't have to be wildly difficult. It can be just sending that email that you've been putting off that you need to reply to a coworker or something like this or... Whatever it might be. So how would we make the, a resolution? How would we like set a resolve? I like this one way to think about is what, like for yourself, like what, what, what is something that I can maybe like practice this aditana with, this determination, this resolve, persistence? And just to ask yourself, what qualities would I advise a friend who is very similar to me? What qualities would I advise them to develop or cultivate or pay attention to? Somebody that we loved and cared for, what would we do? As opposed, it's really helpful to think about things that way. It's it's a little bit more accessible. Otherwise, that inner critic is pretty sneaky. And it will, otherwise it will get right in there. Well, you know you should do X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Instead, just like, okay, if I had a good friend who was like this, what, what maybe something that this friend could work on? To ask, ask it that way. But maybe this is a reflection. Maybe it's not something that comes immediately to mind, but maybe it's something that gets dropped in during a meditation or something when there's some openness or some ease. And when you feel like you have this idea, okay, I, I really want to set, I want to like orient towards this aspiration. In order to meet this aspiration, I want to cultivate this particular quality and once you have that 
sense where you filled in those words, whatever the aspiration is, whatever the quality to be developed next or right then to help with that aspiration. To be a little bit more specific, I want to have more spaciousness in my life. Maybe that's the aspiration. And then maybe the quality to cultivate is taking care of clutter. Maybe that's just something like, okay, I'm just going to organize my space, like the physical space. I'm going to start there. Or I'm going to practice saying no because maybe my life is filled up with things because I can't say no to other people. and or Or I'm just going to spend more time taking walks in nature instead of doom scrolling. I'm going to go outside. Whatever it might be. So after you've kind of like have these ideas, then sit with it a little bit and see like how does it feel? Is there a little bit of delay? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Or is there a little like, yeah, okay, I guess I should do this. I really don't want to. There should be a little bit of something that uh, has a little bit of kind of excited or this recognition that this is a, would be a great thing for my life and maybe the challenge feels challenging but not too much, not like I can't do it or something like that. So feel into it and choose something that feels achievable and yet you'll have to stretch yourself a little bit. Not completely be a different person, just stretch yourself a little bit. And there's a way in which we can even like say things out loud. Maybe like sit for a little bit and, you know, I resolve to take care of clutter. Maybe I'm going to say this because I am planning to clean my desk tomorrow. (laughs) So (laughs) I have my desk right now is a mess. I resolve to take care of clutter in my house. And then maybe it's something like, and may it be so. You know, there's like a, a bow or a saying or, you know, something. Or maybe you ring a bell or light a candle or do something like this to make it, distinguish it from just one more thought. Like, okay, this thought is a little bit different. And then, or you can also actually, of course, to me, you can also say it to somebody else. Or maybe you guys can do something together and sometimes be accountability partners. And I do this with a, a friend that we, we send photos to each other uh, for just making sure we go, get outside every day into nature. And it's quite cool. It's fantastic, you know, to get these little pictures. Oh, okay, she's outside. Look, at the, you know, I should go outside. It's so nice. So how do we keep it? It's, okay, easy enough to make it, but uh, how do we do this, Aditana? How do we have this persistence, and how do we have this uh, determination, this resoluteness? Well, one is when your resolve slips, and it will, guaranteed, right? If it didn't, then this, then you chose something a little bit too easy, maybe. But when the resolve slips, just reflect on how that felt, not beating yourself up, not analyzing it, just feeling maybe the disappointment. Because disappointment, like for me, feels like this little tightness in the gut and kind of like the shoulders, kind of like, oh. 
you know, this collapsing down. And allow yourself to feel that collapse if indeed it is a collapse. And the body and the mind don't like that collapse. And so there'll be a way in which, oh yeah, okay, going this direction leads to this uncomfortable feeling. Collapse, for example. Going this other direction gives me some confidence. Even though it's a little bit uncomfortable, not what I want to do, but it gives me some confidence. So just recognize both the body and the mind. It can be really helpful to bring the body into it. Our posture, our physical posture, or that internal uh, contraction that happens. And then just notice, maybe there's something obvious about you know, why it was hard at that time to follow your resolve. Like, yeah, okay, I made the resolve to not eat as much sugar. Maybe I shouldn't have bought all those cookies. (laughs) Okay, don't buy cookies anymore. Or, you know, maybe there's something obvious, but maybe there's something that's not obvious too. And there can just, without a lot of analysis, because analysis, often the inner critic gets dis, uh, disguised as analysis. Well, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this wrong. That is not where we're going. It's like, okay, just what's what's can happen next? What's what what? Uh, how did I get here? And what what's next? How can I write this? Or how, is there a way that I can just? begin again. That's all that's needed is just begin again. In whatever way that's simple. I think um, is it James Clear? He's this person who wrote this book, Atomic Habits, if I'm remembering correctly. He says, like, just do something that you can do in two minutes. I thought, okay, that's worthwhile. Like, okay, this is how you begin again. Just do something for two minutes. We can do that. All of us can do that. But there's this way in which we can also get in trouble with this resolves. I'm saying here's an aspiration and then have a resolve to do it. And like, I don't want to say that it's only upside because there's a way in which we can kind of like slip into something that it turns into something that's not helpful. For example, just beating ourselves up when we have difficulties. Let's not make this something else that we're going to beat ourselves up with. I'm going to just tell you right now, there's going to be difficulties, and it doesn't mean anything about you as a person. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It doesn't mean anything. It's just the way things are. It's not a personal failing. It's just the way things are. But there's a way also that if we have this resolve or the I'm going to do this in order to meet this aspiration, that we can get really fixed views. This is good, and anything else that deters me from it is bad. And there's a way that we can have this uh, dogmatism or fundamentalism or just this uh, really fixed view. Like, I don't care about anything else. You guys are inferior or something because you don't have the same uh, idea that I have or it's a terrible way right to kind of like move through the world but sometimes we feel like in order to support this determination and this resolve that we have to like really uh, bear down and strain and strive and I'm even making a fist when I'm doing this because it kind of feels like that 
But then this fistedness, like having this fist, um, shows up in our minds too, kind of like being closed. Like, no, only this. Don't uh, tell me about other ideas. That's silly. I don't want to hear it or something. There can be a certain harshness. So that could be like one of the downsides of this uh, resolve. Or also there's can just be this stubbornness or this immovability or obstinacy that kind of like bleeds out into other things too. Like, okay, I'm going to try to control everything because I'm trying to control this one thing, but that's not going so well or, I don't know, turns out right we can't really control nearly what we think we can right but when we try to do something this idea of wanting to control it just bleeds out into other areas of our lives trying to control other people and <laughs> once uh, i had a friend that was uh, trying to lose weight and this friend discovered that uh, they were feeding the cats less and less because <laughs> Well, some, you know, we all should be losing weight, right? But you know, the cats didn't need to lose any weight at all. But there's this way, right, that we could kind of just bleeds out into other things. So the Buddha also kind of gave some some ways to work with us. The way that having a resolve can slip into some contraction or tightness or bleeding into stubbornness or obstinacy or something like this. So there's these four supports. I'll just mention these briefly. There's four supports for this uh, resolve. Right, you know, this is Buddhism, right? So we have all these lists. I love these lists, but uh, I know not everybody loves them. That's perfectly fine if you don't. So this four, I'm to support uh, aditana, resolve, determination, persistence. It's some wisdom. Like, some wisdom about like, okay, how to stretch your capabilities in a way that honors who you are as a person, honors your life experience, as well as stretches your capabilities. Not something too big and not something too small. There's a little bit of wisdom required in this. It also takes wisdom to not beat yourself up, to not allow this inner critic to get in there. Take some wisdom to say, oh, I see you, inner critic. Okay, you can be there. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take care of myself, but I'm just going to let you be on the side. Like, So we're going to honor and respect that their inner critic is a habit that likes to come along, but we don't need to give it authority. We don't have to believe it. We can just say, okay, I see you, Mildred. Come along. <laughs> Whatever name we want to give to this person. This is not uncommon for people to name their inner critics kind of names that give them a, give a little, little levity to it, right? Wisdom. Truth. This is the second support for Aditana, this persistence. There's a way, a number of different ways we can interpret this. One is like maybe just being true to your resolve. Staying with it. That's, I'll, I'll stick with that. I could talk more about that, but one way we can interpret truth here is just to be true to the resolve. Third one is relinquishment. We're going to have to let go of some things. Guaranteed. We're going to have to let go of something. Views or 
activities or habits, patterns. I, I don't know what it is. And this willingness to let go of what needs to be let go of. We all know this. And there's this uh, quote in the Dhammapada. If you see a greater happiness that comes by forsaking a lesser happiness, be willing to forsake the lesser happiness for the greater happiness. Tanisro Bhikkhu, he says, exchanging candy for gold. Like, okay, this candy is sweet, but, you know, gold is more valuable, can help us in ways, and will we'll make a difference, unlike candy. So the third quality that can help us with this uh, setting of resolve is relinquishment, just recognizing we will have to let go of things. Because often the things that pull us off of the path are those things that look good and promise a quick gratification and, you know, and those are, well, if those worked, you wouldn't be making a resolve for something different. So just recognizing we're going to have to get let go of some of these things. And then here's the fourth quality, is this sense of peace. Like doing this, resolve with as much peace as you can. In a way that we're not getting all worked up with the difficulties, that we're not, uh, as I'm saying again and again and again, that we're not creating the stories that it means that we're bad people or inadequate in some way or that uh, we can't do it or any of that kind of stuff. But can we do it with peace? Like, yeah, it's hard. But I can do hard things. And maybe I can't do that big hard thing. Maybe I can do this little hard thing. Find something you can do that takes two minutes or something. But to do it with some peace, with as much ease and openness as you can find, so that we don't kind of like slip into the downsides of this resolve, this stubbornness or obstinacy. So this idea of making an aspiration, what's like really meaningful for us. And then setting a resolve or a determination. What is something, a quality, something that we can do, develop, cultivate, to help support our life going towards this aspiration? And then the Buddha talked about these four qualities to help this resolve. Wisdom, truth, relinquishment, and peace. And I'll end there, and then I'll open it up for some questions. Thank you. Anybody have some questions or comments? Uh, thank you, Diana. Um, last week, I attended a one-hour seminar on decluttering. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and it was for all of NASA, and there were like over 400 people on this. Just you know, So decluttering was a quite, quite a, you know, timely for many, many people. It's a thing. And they actually had six categories of why you hang on to things. Oh, okay. 
So I won't go through the whole six. But you don't want to sit up here and just give a whole nother talk? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a one-hour talk that I listened to, but, you know, there were things about, um, I guess the ones that stuck in my mind, number one was um, things that um, had no home, mm-hmm. had no place to go. Some things that were just junk, you know, mm-hmm. that just needed to be thrown out. Some things that you had overbought, like you'd gone to Costco and bought, you know, like five pounds of nutmeg. You know? <laughs> five pounds of nutmeg. Uh, That's a lot of nutmeg. Yeah. Um, one of them was sentimental attachment. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't remember the other two, but um, that sort of helped me at least think about, okay, well, why... Rather than just beating myself up, like, get rid of this. More like, well, what's, what's the attachment here? Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, clinging is something that we talk about. But this was like, you, you could sort of look at what, what might be behind that mm-hmm. not wanting to let go. Mm-hmm. And maybe if I, if I may, we could even go as further to say, let's go ahead and put them in piles. This thing doesn't have a home. This thing uh, has sentimental value. This thing has um, is a, a to do list, and then just or this thing needs to be recycled or something like that. Yeah, shuffle the clutter. <laughs> yeah, what, what, and one of the other categories was the someday I'll. Oh yeah, you know the projects like someday I'll. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So we all have those too. Yeah. I'll get around to that someday. Yeah, yeah. just in case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thank, Thank you. you. Anybody else have a comment or a question? Hi. Um, As I was, sorry, listening to you, uh, I was thinking that um, what what is it that stops us from doing what? We want to do or where we want to get. It's very clear in our mind that we we want this. We want this. This is my dream or a small dream, big dream. And um, then I I have a feeling that uh, there are some um, training in the back in the background. Some memories of, uh, you know, in the subconscious that um, it says, why, why would you do that? Or you can't do that. And then <clears throat> um, I, I was going through this uh, for a while, and then I started meditation. And then um, actually for me, decluttering my mind is more important than getting rid of stuff, you know. It's, uh, uh, so then I noticed that this, uh, I have to focus on my conscious mind. I have to be aware of what's going on in, in my conscious mind, in my, right, in front of my brain, that what is it that um, I have to train this because I, it comes from all the background that my experiences, and then <clears throat> then I focus on my 
awareness. Yeah, yeah. And during the meditation, I am practicing for a while. And in the beginning, it didn't happen. For two years, I didn't even know what what's meditation. And I sat with no result. And as I knew something finally is going to happen. And so <clears throat> uh, for me, when this meditation is helping me to to be aware of what what is it that I want, but why am I not doing it? Mm-hmm. And then some the clarity comes in the meet in the meditation. Yeah, this recognition the, of what's this like regu- preventing you from exactly. From, yeah, what's and getting I, in the I, way? I'm, I'm getting to know myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know myself more than before. Um, that I'm very real. When, when, you know, you sit and then you get rid of all the clutters, as I sit, my thinking, my train of thought is getting less, slower and slower, mm-hmm. and then I get to the point that it's kind of empty, mm-hmm. and then I feel like my creation comes from there. <laughs> and um, this has been really great experience for me. I just wanted to share with you. And then you added some more some more knowledge that I can I can bring to my awareness to um, when I meditate. Mm -hmm. It's just being aware. I I like to be conscious of what's going on in my mind. We can't just let it go. We can't you know, it, it's can my be baby. Way, it, it can be very helpful. My mind helpful. is my baby to take care yeah. of it. I'm not going to let everything comes it, there like before. You know, it, yeah, it can we make a go. big difference if exactly. we can know what's happening in our minds. Exactly. But we don't always do, no. right? So we can't necessarily wait until we have the perfect clarity. Exactly. But uh, but thank you for bringing up like, okay, what what is getting in the way that makes me think that maybe my the next talk next week I'll talk about okay what are some of these things that we that get in the way of doing the thing that's important to us right. would you be surprised if I said well the Buddha has a list <laughs> 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 of course of course right mm. but thank you thank you and what is your name Nicole Nicole thank you Nicole thank you so thank you all and I wish you safe travels home and uh, all the best thank you And if you'd like to come up here and talk to me, you're welcome to do so.